Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is Alex Dolan, the creator of The Patron Saint of Suicides. If you like the show and want to support us, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps others find the show, and it makes all of us very happy. So thank you so much for continuing to listen, and back to the show. Audio Media Presents... The Patron Saint of Suicides. Created by Alex Dolan. Lincoln Middle School was one of the schools in Oakland that fed into Chester Arthur High School. Most of the students at Lincoln were thinking about the incident with the shooter that happened earlier this week. Some worried how safe they would be when they got to Chester Arthur. Some worried how safe they were at Lincoln. But at this moment... A classroom of 7th grade students was more focused on a math test. Algebra. 30 children were drawing various triangles on their papers and calculating angles and the length of their hypotenuses. You've got five more minutes. Benjamin Blossom sat in the back of the class, staring down at a blank sheet of paper. I better not have heard someone's phone. Ben felt the phone vibrate in his pocket. He stood up from his desk. A few students looked up but most tried to focus on their test. Ben, are you finished? Ben pretended he didn't hear. He turned to the windows that looked out onto a basketball court, which was currently slick from an all-day drizzle. Ben, what are you doing? The other students started to pay attention when Ben moved through them. Ben seemed oblivious to them as he slid open one of the windows. Ben, what are you doing? It's raining out. Sit down. Ben reached through the open window and felt the raindrops. Ben, take your seat. With a speed that shocked both the teacher and oh fellow students. Ben! Oh my God! Ben slammed the window shut on his hand. You found something? Our would-be shooter, Eric Lichtenberg, had a second computer we didn't find at first. The cybercrime guys took a look and found the Tor browser. Looks like both Eric and our Kenneth Berger, motorcycle victim, logged onto the Darknet. They were both using the site you mentioned. Do you need to get that? Unknown number. And voicemail. All right, here it is. Sam's Market. How did you find out about this site again? Um, uh, Luke Paget, the man who called into the St. D crisis line, he mentioned it on the call. Ava Natomo tell you that? 
She did. Interesting. She wouldn't tell me anything. She must like you. To take the focus off Haven, Blossom pointed to the browser on Gibson's monitor. Not much to it, is there? The site was simple. It was mostly a black background, with a header and a font that looked as if someone had maniacally scratched out each letter in crayon. Sam's Market. At the center of the screen was an open field with the question, What is your darkest desire? In the bottom right corner of the screen, a chat window popped up. In the window, there was an icon of a man in a black top hat. There's more than you think. This little chat window is powered by artificial intelligence. If you let it access your microphone, the guy in the top hat will actually talk to you. As they watched, the site filled in the chat window with the question, Are you up for Sam's challenge? Has anyone signed up for Sam's challenge yet? Not yet. What's so interesting about this? We found some ads for this site. Apparently, it's a little different than most of the e-commerce sites you find on the darknet. Most of them are just markets. You log on to buy something. Guns, oxy, whatever. They take Bitcoin, you pay them, and they ship you your stuff. This site claims that it doesn't take Bitcoin. So how do you pay? It doesn't take money. So it's some kind of barter system? Maybe. We're not sure yet. You sure you don't need to get that? Nope. Unknown number. So, if I wanted to buy heroin on this site, how do I do it? It looks like you need to talk to Walking Sam through the chatbot. Why would you use this when you could just go to another darknet market and just buy something like you're on Amazon? A lot of darknet sites have codes of conduct. They won't do child pornography, human trafficking, contract hits. You get the idea. Maybe Sam's Market doesn't have a code. Maybe you can get whatever you want on Sam's Market. What's your darkest desire? Exactly. Do we know what Kenneth Berger and Eric Leichenberg got through the site? Or Luke Paget, for that matter? Right now, we don't know that they got anything. The data we can get is limited. We just know that they access this site. You're popular. That's interesting. A no number? Not this time. Let me step away for a minute. Message received at 11.32 a.m. Mr. Blossom, we've been trying to reach you. This is Sheila Isawi again. I'm one of your son's teachers at Lincoln Middle School. We've been trying to reach you. Your son had an accident at school. Please call me back as soon as you can. I don't know why Victor Blossom asked me to meet him at a hospital, but he was so tense on the phone, I didn't ask any questions. I think his son might be here. I'm nervous for him. I'm in the emergency room's waiting room, and I see Detective Blossom in a chair in the corner, away from everyone else. He looks like he hasn't slept. I wave, and he waves back. Thank you for coming. Can I sit? Please. I take the chair two down from his. What happened? Ben injured himself at school. He slammed his hand in the window. 
All his fingers are intact, but he broke three bones in his left hand. Have you seen him? I was with him earlier. The doctors needed my consent to do some emergency reconstructive work on his hand. It's pretty bad. He's in surgery right now. I, I'm so sorry. I want to help him. I'm in the business of crisis counseling, so I should be good at it. But he's so wary of me. I proceed cautiously. How are you holding up? Honestly, not great. How was Ben when you saw him? He was in shock. I could barely reach him when I talked to him. He looks so somber. I don't think I've ever been this afraid. I hate it. We're both vulnerable. I'm protecting myself and Wesley. He's protecting his son. You called me. Um, do you have more information to share? Maybe I could talk to Ben. I might be able to help. No offense, Mrs. Tomo, but do you think I would want to put my son in a room with you, knowing what I know about you? You invited me here. To discuss the case, do you have something for me? I just want to help. If that includes helping Ben, then... Blossom quickly reaches into his pocket, and before I can process what's happening, he tosses something at me. I catch it. It's my burner cell. There. Now, do you have any info about the case? My stomach knots. I'm confused and anxious. Should I just leave? I wasn't offering to help Ben as a way to get this. I was offering because I want to help. If I have to ask again about the case, I might regret giving that back to you. I still don't trust you. I promise I'm not walking Sam. Your promises don't mean a lot. I feel nauseous. I stand up to leave. I'm sorry. This was a bad idea. I'm very sorry about Ben, and thank you for this. It doesn't mean I'll stop looking into the case. Before I can leave, he stops me. The site was a good lead. Did you find out something? Both Eric Leichenberg, the man at Chester Arthur High School, and Kenneth Berger, the man on the motorcycle, accessed Sam's Market from their computers. We think Luke Paget too. Seems like he wants to talk, so I return to my seat. Do you know what they were doing on the site? <sighs> Not yet. It might end up being nothing, but so far, it's the one thing that seems to link the men. Has anyone signed up for Sam's challenge? I don't think so. I get the impression they're more focused on the code and whether they can trace the site. You've been on the site, though. I have. But you didn't sign up for Sam's challenge. I really just looked at the landing page. Good. That's good. I feel like he wants to ask me something, but he's not comfortable asking. I make a suggestion. It seems like it would be a good idea for someone to try to talk to Walking Sam on that site. Wouldn't it give you more information on how to catch him? He's playing with his hands and he's cagey when he replies. It might. Have you checked to see if Ben 
has been on that site. He's nervous. He opens his mouth to talk, but it takes him a moment to find the words. He pulls a cell phone out of his pocket. This is my son's phone. When I saw him earlier, I got him to give me his password. There's a mobile version of Tor on his device. Sam's market? It looks like he's been there. Any idea what he was doing there? No, but it can't be anything good. He lowers his voice and leans closer to me. If he's doing something illegal on that site, I'd rather not get the police involved. His life might be at stake. Isn't that more important? Detective Blossom leans back and stares at me like I've offended him. You're not the only person in the world who has something to hide from the police. What is that supposed to mean? Before I can ask? Sometimes it's better to not attract attention. Uh, By the way, you should really destroy that phone. I'd recommend muriatic acid. You can get it at a hardware store. How would that work? Put the phone in the bathtub and pour. Listen, if you ever need to talk about more than just the case... Doing good deeds does not absolve your bad ones. Now, if you don't mind, I have to figure out how to keep my son alive and out of prison. Get out of here, Nick. I shoo my dog out of the bathroom. Nicholas Van Orton smells something foul, and he's here to investigate. I just unscrewed the jug of acid, and it smells like one of Nick's farts. More accurately, it smells like Nick farted after eating hot dogs in a formaldehyde factory. He runs out, and I close the door. I'm back home, and the sun's just gone down. Wesley is out scrubbing the walking Sam graffiti off his mural. I'm not sure when he'll be home, but I have some time to myself. I'm in the bathroom, kneeling on the floor. I use a claw hammer to smash the burner phone to pieces. I toss the pieces into our bathtub and strap on a pair of black neoprene gloves. Then I empty out the jug of acid. It smells... bad. (coughs) I didn't think this through. I should have worn a mask. I should have opened some windows. The water fizzes and fumes and sickly fog as the acid corrodes the electronics. The smell is getting stronger and it's burning my nose. I need to get out of here. I scrub my arms up to my elbows. Don't worry, Nikki. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to Wesley when he gets home. Maybe I'll just say I'm cleaning the tub. With muriatic acid. I can tell him I saw something online about it being an alternative to bleach. A cleaning mishap. Maybe he'll buy that. It's cold out, but I open the windows to air out the apartment. I shut myself and Nikki in my office and jam a towel into the door crack. When I open my laptop... My tour browser comes up and Sam's Market is the first thing I see. I don't remember leaving it open, but it doesn't matter. I was going there anyway. It's such a menacing sight. Between the crazy person font and the chat box with the talking face and the top hat, it's begging you to leave. 
For a market that I assume sells things like drugs and guns, it seems strange that there aren't any photos of anything I can buy. There's just the prompt in the middle of the page asking me, what's your darkest desire? The chat box prompts me, Earn on sound, access microphone, all right, let's do this. The chat box gives me another message. This time, a voice articulates what I'm reading. Welcome to Sam's Market. When I don't respond right away, he prompts me again. What is your darkest desire? I think about Detective Blossom's son, how I'd offered to help him. He might not want my help, but I'm here anyway. Maybe I do want to absolve myself, but whatever the reason, I'm compelled to find out who's running this site. So I play along and type in the chat box. I need a gun. I wait. It takes longer than I thought for the site to answer me. Get a license. Cheeky. All right. I don't want a license. I just want a gun. What kind of gun? What kind do you got? Anything you could imagine. Can you remove the serial number? I don't want it traceable. I can 3D print a custom firearm for you if you want. You need to tell me what you want. A gun. Seriously? I have a rat problem. We don't sell guns for rats. The chatbot goes quiet for some time. That might be the end of it. I start to fold my laptop closed. We sell guns for people. Maybe I have a people problem. What do you need it for? For rats or people? Because we don't sell guns for rats. I play into it. A person. A bad person? The worst kind. Are you sure you desire a gun? As opposed to... What? Do you want a gun? Or do you want a body? I start to wonder if there's an actual human behind this thread. This doesn't sound like any AI bot I've ever used. It makes me hesitate. I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into, but I keep thinking about Blossom's son. I think about what I'd do if this had been Milo. It compels me to keep chatting with him. Can I ask for a body? You can ask for whatever you desire. Do you desire a gun or a body? I'm not sure how I should answer. For all I know, there's a cop on the other end of this chat. Maybe this is some kind of entrapment. I should end my session and shut down my computer. But I don't. A body. Whose body? I say the first thing that comes to mind. A cop. I immediately regret saying that. 
How much? Nothing you can't afford. How much do I need to pay? How do I pay you? I don't take money. Bitcoin? I don't take money. How much does it cost? I won't take any more than you're able to give. All right. What happens next then? Let's get to know each other. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.